one, we're live. Stephen O'Hara, infantryman extraordinaire. What's up, man? Hawkinsville Community College. <laughs> Repping that Hawkinsville Community College. Yeah. <laughs> Veterans Association. Ooh, are you What's leading up? the Veterans Association? Yeah. Or no, just... no, not at all. Not, no. not doing any of that. Not doing nothing no. with them. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Nah. <laughs> I just think they're a cool bunch of people. <laughs> they just get too hard into those chili, chili events and stuff. I'm not down with it. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I see. So, uh, it has been a while since me and you have talked in a face-to-face format like this. The last time we talked like this, you was a kind of snarky infantryman. And my buddy, <laughs> my buddy, and my medic, and then my uh, my my what was he? He was my replacement senior line medic, Lane Lose. Yeah, tell me about the bullshit. Lane Lose, you what's pulled. up? <laughs> oh yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> the swamp donkeys yeah. it was a wild time <laughs> it was a wild time it was it, it was. got worse at fort campbell <laughs> i hear it got i hear everything got worse for you at fort campbell uh you have an interesting yeah. story a little bit unique in how you uh how you got out medically discharged or got out of the military yeah retired life gang gang <laughs> Retired, medically <laughs> retired people. Let's do this. Mm, disabled vets. <laughs> Boom. Heck yeah, America. So what happened, man? You died. You're the only yeah. person I know that died and 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 then lived through this that. year. This year. Walking. <laughs> Jesus. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's a long story. We have like 90 minutes on a podcast. <laughs> Fuck you mean it's a long so, story. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty crazy. I didn't even know what happened. Uh, I don't know where to start. I guess it starts with initial dying. Well, let's uh, start with, ooh. let's give us some, give us some buildup. Like as if you was going to write this in a book, give us some buildup. So you uh, left Fort Drum as an infantryman. Uh, you was in, to, you was in E4 four. when you left. You went to Fort Campbell. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. Before promotable, who <laughs> no, like, doesn't mean anything because they took it away. <laughs> but uh, pretty, but pretty much it was it was crazy. Um, it was a normal morning. Processing at Campbell's a little weird, so you have to go through like this weird group before you get placed anywhere. And we went on a like a, I guess you call it a company run. Everything was normal, and then like uh. This one guy in my company, he was going in there at the same time. He said he was next to me running. And he said, I don't know where my heart was. He said that I said my heart was hurting. It was weird because I don't remember most of it. But he said my heart was hurting. He said I wasn't falling out. He said I was doing good. And next thing you know, he said I, I fell down. <laughs> and then um, they freaked out. And instead of calling 911, they decided they wanted to send someone about three miles to run back to a car, <laughs> which was like the wrong answer and pretty much like against the policy of Fort Campbell, I guess. Well, that's, and so that's the wrong dude... answer, period, for anything like that. Where was their medic? 
Yeah. Well, he was there trying to like trying to save me, <laughs> asking me know. why no one was calling. Wait, yeah, he didn't know why. <laughs> like he he wasn't like, hey, you call nine one one. I guess everybody just said fuck me. <laughs> was, this guy's gonna die. We gotta cover our ass. Just let him die. He can't. He won't have a story. <laughs> um, we can't get in trouble. So someone runs. Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's worse? I don't know. If he opens his mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Guys, 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 guys. Listen. If he doesn't make it, we get a month or six weeks off for bereavement. You get a four-day. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so but, you uh, out there, they're doing, they're doing all the wrong things because – these all professional the soldiers are panicking <laughs> like little girls in yeah. fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, they uh, so I guess the doctor said at this point my organs and everything were shutting down, which caused me to heat up. Mm. All my everything was starting to cook. So this was happening during the however long it took them to run three miles after just running three miles. So probably not fast at all. And uh, they finally get me in a vehicle and they drive me to Bach where Bach starts flipping out because I'm dying. Um, they throw me in a... They said after two ice baths, my temperature was still 107, I do believe. They said that was enough to kill someone. <laughs> someone to be like dead, dead. 105, 106 <laughs> is yeah. brain damage territory, man. Yeah, so they did the butt thing with the, uh, they even, uh, you know, with the, uh, get the core temperature down. It was crazy. They, I they thought it would never the, happen. They gave you the ice enema? Yeah, they gave me the, my enema virginity. They took it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Did you I remember ask them if they during massaged the... the prostate while they was in there just in case? <laughs> I didn't ask for any of that. I didn't, when I woke up, I didn't even know who I was, so it was like crazy. But they, but I do remember waking up once. I guess this is during my coma. I woke up once, and I remember in my my only thing in my head was like, "This is the freaking." like government experimenting on me or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only thing in my head I remembered was me signing up for the army. Boom. Next thing I know, I'm on a table with these people holding me down. <laughs> so I go to rip out my stuff. I, like, I attack, like I grab one of the uh, nurses, one of the ladies or whatever there, and then they like give me stuff to put me back down because I was completely <laughs> irrational. And then I guess oh, I was yeah. Yeah, oh, get me out of here, John Wick. But <laughs> <laughs> but then um, I was in a coma for I do believe pretty much a day. The next morning I woke up. There was a doctor next to me, like he was legit, like and almost in tears because he was like, "Yo, I've never seen anybody come back." But uh, when I woke up. When I thought I okay, when I thought I woke up, it was really weird because there was a Mexican lady and she was like rubbing my head, <laughs> saying like, "Whatever, whatever uh, happens, I have to believe in God." Which beforehand I 
don't believe didn't believe in God and all that crazy stuff. None of my family are Christians. So you said you're yeah, essentially a practicing a bit... pagan at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, practicing pagan. Yeah, if you call it that, <laughs> that's I guess the term that would be. It would match that. Um, <laughs> and she said that God had a plan for me. Um, whatever I do, it's important. All this crazy stuff. And she was like rubbing my hair, so it was a little weird. <laughs> it was crazy because during the coma, this that's what this is what makes that a little bit weird. Because during the coma, uh, I experienced one of the weirdest things in my whole life. Um, so like during the time that I guess I was dead and then brought back in, in a coma, um, it was weird. It was all black. The only way I could describe it would be all black. I could feel the sand. It felt like I was walk standing on sand um, during this time. I remember not, if it makes sense, I remember not remembering much, but it felt like I knew a lot, <laughs> if that makes sense at all. <laughs> not really. Uh, but hold on. Let's, no, let's... it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's slow this down. So, so you're saying that you're saying that during the time, like some at some point while you was unconscious, somewhere between falling out on the battalion run and waking up to see an old Mexican lady rubbing your head in the hospital. Yeah. Somewhere between yeah. those two times you opened your eyes and you was on a beach somewhere kind of it felt like like it was so dark pitch black uh -huh. that i couldn't see where i was all i heard was the ocean and it felt like i was on wet sand okay and i know that feeling because basic training but you felt like <laughs> yeah you felt like you was conscious though right yeah okay. yeah i felt like i was a body like I am now. I just couldn't see anything because it was so pitch black. It was really weird. And and, and uh, then something in my head told me that I needed to start walking. I needed to start going somewhere. I couldn't just stand there anymore. So I started to walk. And this is when it gets crazy as heck. Like something, it felt like something came behind me and like grabbed my shoulders like this. And then I was like, what? And I heard a woman's voice. And during that woman's voice, she said, uh, it's not my time yet that God has a plan for me. And I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> what? Uh, and what? then it felt like <laughs> wings. It felt like, it sounded like wings, dude. And it sounded like all I heard was this air flowing like around me. Like, you, you know, when you're on the door of a helicopter, uh -huh. all that, you sound like, yeah. and then like out of nowhere, like wind, it felt like wind and air being forced down my throat could be the tube because i was on a breathing machine who knows and then boom i'm awake to a mexican lady telling me that god has a plan for me and <laughs> petting my hair is a little weird but uh, it gets even weirder because Ooh. the staff says there's no lady with that description at all working at bach <laughs> so in your mind, uh, in your mind, you're like, hey, listen, all of these things really happened, but everybody around you is like, no, no, that's not what. Yeah, because then when I 
I looked to the left of me after all that. It was like that happened, and then I, I looked to the left of me, and then that's when the do- doctor was there, and he was talking all about this crazy stuff that, you know, I died, and they had to defibrillate me several times to get me to come back. My feet were hurting. I was on a breathing machine. It was it was really weird. I looked at the TV, and Hernandez was being charged for murder. I knew who he was, but I don't know who the freak I was. <laughs> I remember seeing that I was on like, TV, dang. too, and I was like, Jesus. I remember that yeah, guy. That was... I don't remember, like, interacting with him directly. I remember him, though. Like, I remember his face. Oh, no, I'm talking about, him. like, for, for football. Mm. Like, from t- the Patriots. Oh, I thought she was talking like, about the uh, staff sergeant from Fort Drum that was like a B-co or a D-co staff sergeant that got charged with murder. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> I bro. missed that. I was in the hospital yeah, there for was, a month. There was, uh, I, I don't know about if it was wrong. about the same time, but sometime within the last couple years, uh, I remember seeing on there there was a staff sergeant that that was at least in the battalion while we was there. Like, I remember him being yeah. in the battalion while we was there. He got charged for, at least for domestic abuse, maybe for murdering his wife. Uh, I'm pretty Dude, sure a that lot was a thing. Going on. It's like uh, Fort Campbell's deal, just kicked a soldier out, and he's in for raping and killing his baby. So, so not to... <laughs> it's like a big thing here. Yeah. So not to, like... Well... well <laughs> Not to like we can we can go back to that. That's fine, but not to like not to like derail the subject or anything. But that's sort of like sort of like the point with this podcast is so doing doing the YouTube thing. You've been a fan of our YouTube page since we started it, mostly because we share it and and because everybody's <laughs> like, hey, like somebody's doing something <laughs> and they're talking shit. We like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, like. We, we've been doing that, and I started wanting to uh, – I've been doing that with Ball. You remember Ball. Um, yeah, Ball is crazy. <laughs> I've been doing that with him, and I started wanting to, like, talk to people. And as we interact with people doing this stuff, I find that, like, a lot of people are trying to take their Twitter, their Facebook, their Instagram persona out into the real world. And it's bringing this weird, like – nobody wants to sit out nobody can sit down and talk like i can disagree with you that you saw all of that shit and we can sit here and have a full conversation about it and that's okay we can leave absolutely thinking each other is wrong and that is okay and people can't i'm finding people can't do that disney plus is double (laughs) right so like that that entire sort of thing like and and weird the world I'm not saying I'm not saying be nice to people. I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that you have to agree with everybody. I'm not even saying that you have to listen to everybody. But what I am saying is that your life experience and, and you as a person are less for only experiencing the things that you agree with. Yeah, that'd be crazy. UFOs, aliens are real, bro. <laughs> I mean, you're basically saying that the afterlife is real. Yeah, so I, t- I don't know if it's real go, or not. 
let's go back to that. You're, you're in wet sand, you're in wet sand and everything's dark and you can hear the ocean. Do you look around? Can you see anything else? Like you have the feeling of nah. a physical body there. What, what else do you see? What else I have do you a... hear, smell, touch, taste? Nah, Did you find your smell. penis? No, I can't. I can't. It's so weird. Uh, cause I tried to do all that and it felt like I had a body, but I, I looked and I couldn't see my hands in front of my own face because I, I, I felt like I put my hands in front of my face. And I looked down and it was so black I couldn't see anything. All I could do is feel the wet sand and hear the ocean. It was completely weird. Was it peaceful? Was, like, was it scary? Um, I didn't have any, like, like I said, it was really weird. It felt like I had knowledge of this place, but it also felt like I didn't like it was so weird like it felt familiar and I felt like I had some remembrance of my past life but it didn't matter like it's so hard to describe and then I'm just sitting here wondering what the heck's going on and then like something in my my mind told me to walk that I had to keep going I couldn't stand here right there I couldn't stay there, and it's as I started walk. That's when it got real. Hold on, hold that's on. When, so that, like, whatever that feeling, angel whatever got me. So that feeling, something told you. Now, do you feel like it was something outside of yourself, or do you feel like it was that instinct, like, like when you're on a twelve like mile rock an and you come around the bend, and you're like, well, I just, I got to keep moving. I can't stop here. I want to yeah. stop, but I got to keep. Got to run that two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, was it was it that instinct, or was it actually somebody? It felt like an instinct, like I had to keep going. Like I had, I couldn't stand right there that I should be walking. Mm. It was, it's so hard to describe. <laughs> it's so weird. I've never really talked about it like this ever to anyone. So, <laughs> I mean, I can see why it seems kind of. Yeah, I don't want to be crazy. <laughs> Single dad life. Next thing I know, boom, dad's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody's going to think you're crazy for having a near death experience. They are super duper common um, to the point where yeah. there's entire fields, like you should know, there's entire fields of science dedicated to just uh or not science but entire fields of study dedicated to just near-death experiences yeah there's even like a tv show where this dude's going around getting people who had near-death experience and then trying to do some crap with them it was a really weird show like he essentially kidnaps them and experiments on them <laughs> so, yeah have you That's thought about, like, dude? I should come out. <laughs> so, have you thought about like writing this story down and telling people? Because it seems like, especially in the cases of like, in the cases of of say terminal patients, like I know me and you have talked before. Yeah. My mom's a kind of a terminal heart patient. I know it was comforting to yeah. her to read your story and know that, uh, at least according to someone I trust. There is definitely 100% some sort of afterlife. What that is is unclear, yeah, but there's something there. That I was supposed to be walking to, there's something there, in my opinion. But I, I thought about writing it, but I don't know. I'm not much of a writer for myself. I get A's on my papers, but... I think you should write it down. Like, I don't, I, I don't feel like writing a biography or writing like writing a story yeah. like this, writing this down is 
is very difficult at all, and I think it'd be good for you. If not financially, it, maybe it'd just be cathartic to get it out there. Yeah, I've also thought about going to like a, one of the big, big churches out here and talking to someone about it and there to see what they think about it because it's, it's really crazy. And I, if they just like, oh, this guy's just trying to make money or something, I'm like, I don't care about the money. I mean, like, <laughs> so let let's be let's be perfectly let's be perfectly real, not only with each other but with yeah. anybody who listens to this in the future. Like, where you go with this story is going to one hundred and ten percent determine yeah. the interpretation. If you go to a Christian church, they're going to tell you one yeah. thing. If you go to because uh, God monks covers many different religions, so. so <laughs> There's, could take it in one way. That that's it exactly. There's like there's that's a so god or multiple gods for every situation yeah. and every people and place on earth. Yeah, yeah. Could just be my interpretation because of uh, our situation with Christianity as being one of the biggest things here. So that could be. Yeah, <laughs> that could totally be a uh, thing. That's um, why I was like. It's like, eh, I don't know where to go or what to do with it. Just tell my story, I guess. I mean, yeah, you could totally tell your story. And, like, here's what I would do if I was you. And here's what I totally suggest you do. Write it down without a religious context. Just write it yeah. down in a, listen, guys, this is what happened. This is the lead up. This is who I am. This is who I am prior <sighs> to this Steve happening. O'Hara. And, and I great. am the cleaner. <laughs> Um, write it down (laughs) give some history as to who you are give a little history just like we did just like we we've done right now give a little history as to who you are write it all down but 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 don't put any like implications in there just put this is this is what happened and i'm sure there's more people who want to ask more questions um yeah i I remember i dropped it randomly on a a Facebook page, they were talking about something like that. And then I got like hundreds of comments and it was crazy. You know, just people started emailing me and ask me questions. I was like, dang, I didn't think it was going to pop off like that. Bro. Everybody wants to know because it's something like <laughs> it's, it's just like, so it's just like with DMT. What happens after we die and our aliens real <laughs> yeah, man. And it's, it's just like, it's just like with DMT. Okay. DMT is a chemical naturally made in the brain, but it's also made in other things. That's how we derive it uh, naturally from nature, right? It's naturally made in the brain, and everybody who has a DMT trip, I've never done it. I don't know. Apparently, it's very short, but it's life-altering. Like, they they meet – everybody meets something on the other side of this DMT trip – that almost is universally positive and almost universally removes their fear of death and changes who they are as a person. Like, yeah. I, and you seem, <laughs> dude, you seem, you do not seem like the same crazy, cynical, kind of fucked up person that you was as an infantryman. <laughs> you seem very calm, very yeah. relaxed, a lot kinder to yourself and other people. Like, 
are for a lot less of things <laughs> TBI life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. And I'm not saying that the physical yeah. damage to your body was worth it, but as a person, no. you seem like a much kinder, much more affable version of yourself. And that seems to yeah. be better for humanity as a whole. So, like, everybody's chasing this story that you have. Yeah. Everybody wants to know. It's the experience that most people should I think a lot of people should have, but the consequences of taking that trip. <laughs> well, I mean, if you use DMT to take that trip, then it's not not so big of uh, not not so much consequences wise, right? Yeah, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Hold on, you're you're breaking up a little oh, bit, bro. Oh, sorry. I live. I got like the fourth worst internet in America. <laughs> yeah, but that uh, that happens, man. That happens. our politicians said they were going to fix that. <laughs> yeah, they lied. Yeah. They lied. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they lied to get votes. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. He was like, "We're going to fix your internet out in urban, t like in the Kunk County and stuff like that." I was like, "No, we." I'm still paying seventy three dollars for eight Mbps. So, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> I pay. Fifty-eight dollars a month for Google Fiber, and I get, I get approximately one G up and one G down. Oh, gosh! Uh, on average, on average, what that you know, like that's what they promise like you. But across devices, <laughs> on average, I usually get about uh two hundred and fifty to six hundred up and down. If my Wi-Fi is on the phone, turn it off real quick. <laughs> Maybe that will help. <laughs> there we go. Turn that off. It usually helps. <laughs> so, okay, so you, you you didn't see anything, and then all of a sudden there's, like, something on your shoulder. Is it, like, hands? Is it clawed feet yeah, like a hands. Valkyrie? Is it? <laughs> no, it's like, it felt like uh, just normal hands, and then I felt just, like, grabbing my shoulders firm, and then the message, like, you know, it's not your time. God has a plan for you. And then, boom. And then, like, I felt being dragged up, and then, like, air is being pushed around me and stuff like that. Interesting. It's weird. <laughs> no. I don't know if you could say that it's an angel or what. But I, I, I mean, like, you didn't have a weapon in your hand. Drag me out of where it was. <laughs> you didn't have a weapon in your hand, so we know for sure it wasn't the Valkyries. They can only see you if you die with a weapon in your hand. Yeah. I'm these just hands. saying. <laughs> these hands. Infantry. These hands are weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing Catch these hands, outside, son. <laughs> oh god don't give her any more money jesus please don't <laughs> don't give me <laughs> bro no. that girl is a millionaire a millionaire she dropped a rap album and everything suburban white girl she didn't even have to die <laughs> nothing had to happen to her she just had to show up on dr phil and go cash me outside how about that that's yeah, good get money <laughs> Cash me. Teach my daughter. Like, you should just drop out of school and be a bad kid and get money. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where she was from for sure. I'm just making this up, but she might as well have been from like rural be Kentucky going, Cash me outside. How about that? Cash me outside. 
Give I'm pretty too. sure, dude. I'm pretty sure she had never even met. She had never met a black person, let alone been to a ghetto to talk like that. <laughs> like, but where we as Americans are like, hey, hey, let's uh, let's give this little girl money for being ghetto fuck. <laughs> This is how we want you to act. Here's some money. <laughs> we'll worry about the consequences later. <laughs> Here's my thing. Like, like I, I know, I know you're with me on this. I rail against the idea of cultural appropriation. <laughs> the United States is supposed to be a big melting pot and everything's supposed to go together. Right. Until we talk about the cash me outside girl who is clearly <laughs> appropriating black culture. You're not invited to the pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's, she's a per like, I can't, I can't argue that that is not cultural appropriation. <laughs> she is clearly appropriating culture and she is now yeah. a millionaire because she said some shit that she thought would sound ghetto. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, we could send her across the wall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Okay, so you got no lifted up. You got lifted up. Somebody told you it wasn't your time. There's wings. There's air flapping Eagle. around you. Now, at the same time, Eagles. was you like, do you have any memory of being like airlifted? And I don't mean like in this in this experience, but I mean like a helicopter actually being airlifted somewhere. Was that a thing that actually happened? Is is it nah. is it possible that this is just your brain converting the physical sensations your body was feeling into? I don't think so. I think they just yeeted me in a car and drove me to Bach and just yeah, they just yeeted, tossed me in a car and then like pretty much tossed me into the hospital there. Yeah, and then like one of the leadership stayed or wherever. Of course they did because it's the <laughs> they army. Just, they just <laughs> dropped me off there and dipped. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, take my take my problem. I don't know this guy. <laughs> who is he? Like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> like a prom date oh, that you Blake. overdosed on fucking drugs. It's probably a heroin addict. <laughs> like a heroin overdose victim. They just kicked you out at the door of the emergency room and was like, yeah. not our problem. Gunshot wounds. He's gonna ask, they're going to ask him questions. We have to get out of here. <laughs> it's like those old mafia movies. They're going to ask questions, man. We can't keep you in. <laughs> questions. Sorry. We have a doctor coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it was pretty all stuff. Like I was telling the a lawyer, because the army gives you a lawyer to figure it out during the med board process, and he was like, "What in the heck is going on?" I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> he was like, "I don't know what the the army." <laughs> I died. I don't. I don't know what happened, dude. I died, and the army's still like, "Hey, listen, you died. Yeah, PT I... at five in the morning, <laughs> right? You're gonna be there." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. They gave me a. They gave me Friday off and told me to come back Monday when I got released from the hospital. <laughs> I was supposed to walk. I looked like a heroin addict because for a month straight they took four samples of blood every three hours plus the things that the IVs they had me. So I asked my mom to bring me a, a shirt, 
some clothes, civilians, because they ripped all of mine. And all I had was uh, a gown. My mom's in Clarksville, Fort Campbell's there. So she brought me a Tupac shirt with uh, my pants and my Air Force Ones. So I'm walking out of the hospital, not supposed to be driving or or they didn't walk. They pushed me out and I left the hospital. But I'm walking out with all these needle holes throughout my arms. <laughs> the first thing I do is go get a cheeseburger because, you know, I just died. So I don't even care at this point. <laughs> right. And I walk up in the cheeseburger place and they're just looking at me like, like I'm a horrible drug addict with a Tupac shirt covered in needle holes all over me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not a heroin addict. Listen here, White. I just want a cheeseburger. Listen to I'm just a cheeseburger. No, yeah it's too much meth bro too much meth yeah <laughs> like they just looked at me like i was like crazy i don't blame them <laughs> uh, so you had this great experience how do you feel and by great i want to use air quotes when i say great great <clears throat> you had this experience and uh Got out of the hospital. Eventually, got med boarded from the army and got your got your retirement and all of that. How has that affected your life going forward? Uh, from that point forward, how's it affecting you today? Um, it's pretty rough. Like, uh, I have to go to college because if I don't go to college, I can't really get a good job because I can't work outside. Mm. Too hot, can't work outside. Too cold. Apparently, the cold is now my enemy also. Fort Drum, <laughs> all that training Fort Drum, my body just says, you know, can't handle cold or hot now. Um, yeah, <laughs> memories sucks. <laughs> uh, I always forget stuff, so I have to make notes. I have an alarm to let me know. I, I've, I have to constantly put stuff in my phone. I have a thing to tell me I have to leave at a certain time to make it to school on time. Uh, I have alarms to let me know that my chicken's water needs to be put up in the heat or it's going to freeze. Right. It's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, the plus side of not dying and coming back is right after I hit the ball, like I didn't have a choice. I died, got released from the hospital, straight back in the army. They didn't put me in WTU. They sent me back to a unit. So I'm dealing with this guy this first sergeant that got fired for, uh, he was fired for forging signatures and kicking Pete soldiers out. So he asked me when I was going to be. <laughs> so yeah. wait, 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 hold on. So for everybody who who doesn't understand what being fired in the army means, that <laughs> means uh, the army doesn't fire you. The army they discharges you. you. But if you get yeah. fired, quote unquote, from your position. <laughs> You're usually removed from that position and basically sent somewhere to do shit details until they the army can figure out what they want to do with you. That's what being fired Pretty is. Proceed. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Get off me, puppy. I love you too. <laughs> Don't um, eat it. Uh, Don't eat it on my no, podcast, man. Yes. No, never hurt animals. They're more important than you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he went crazy. So I'm dealing with a custody battle with my daughter. Um, oh, I'm raising awesome. a kid at the same time during this all like solo single parent in the infantry. Um, I'm dealing with the first sergeant asking me 
when I'm going to be back to be able to be on his weapons team. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Listen, first, no, I died. <laughs> I, I'm on a P4 profile, which is like the most intense ones you can get, I guess. And I'm supposed to be inside in ACUs. Oh, no, in PTs and air conditioning. Technically, I'm not even supposed to be in this building. <laughs> the building doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> I was like, I should be back home playing, but now I'm playing. But I did my job, so they put <laughs> that dude gets fired, sent to wherever. A new guy comes in, he was like, gives me the option. He was like, Do you want to stay here and I'll take care of you and make sure you're taken care of? Or I can see the WTU and you're going to go through hell. I was like, Dude, I'll work for you. <laughs> but like, so that was the while I was in the army. He took care of me. He, I worked in a training room, did all the paperwork, helped him get ready for deployment, helped me get ready for outside world. Uh, I had some job interviews, but they wouldn't hire me because my disabilities. <laughs> like they, they didn't say it was because of my disabilities because it's illegal, but they weren't looking for my type of person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're you're super duper restricted though on everything you can do. So, but they can't say, "Hey, listen, your your the accommodations that you would need are gonna." Yeah, they're, they're, that's too yeah. much, man. <laughs> yeah. So after that, I just went bounced around locations because I was not making a lot of money. Um, I worked at a gun range and sold guns at a gun shop. I'm not going to drop the name, but uh, for a couple of years. And then I was like, you know what? I really need to go to school. My daughter asked if, told me, she was like, you know, dad, you should do what makes you happy. You shouldn't be doing this gun range stuff and old people trying to kill you. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> this is my last, my last week there pretty much was like the oh, drawing point of it. My dog's biting me. But, uh, <laughs> She like this old lady had a gun pointing at me, a revolver, hammer back, finger on the trigger, laser pointing straight at my chest, and I was told I had to be practice good customer service while politely telling her to stop. <laughs> and you can't kick her out because he's the commissioner's wife. So, oh, one of the county commissioner's wife. So <laughs> you couldn't go. Hey, listen, listen. You've got a loaded <laughs> weapon pointed at me. Stop it. I know what I'm doing. Stop <laughs> pointing the weapon out? at me. Oh, she asked me why I'm freaking out. That I should just, I'm overreacting. I was like, yo. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah. Then I just decided to go to school. I'm in HHC. Um, I have to like really be on top of my stuff, like writing everything down wrong or forget it. I talked to th throughout these three years. I've completely ignored my own B the VA. I'm terrified. Of, I've been terrified of the Army, VA, all that. So I went to DAV, and they pretty much hooked me up. They they signed up initial to uh, review is. my stuff. Uh, department. I I can't remember the acronym for the life of me, but it's an organization that helps veterans. Uh, like in many ways, they American veterans or something like that. Yeah, and they one of the things they do is uh, they help you go get your ratings fixed and all the stuff with the VA. They help you. They they filed everything for me. Uh, he told me, "Yo, I started it, but you're gonna have to do the legwork, so I have to go to the VA because apparently, even though I've been diagnosed with all this stuff, it's been over a year, so 
apparently to the VA, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, the VA is <laughs> a weird system. Uh, me and me and Jay and uh, Lieutenant Carmody, actually. Me yeah, and Jay and Lieutenant crazy. Carmody sit down. Between the three of us, we discussed all of the stuff, and we, we kind of, through mutual work, we learned how to kind of work with the system. But it is yeah. like... For people who don't know, the VA system to just to see a doctor regularly in the VA system, you have to not only have all of your stuff documented, you have to turn in your 214, you have to be seeing them regularly for anything that you want them to know about to matter. Yeah. So I have to go re-establish all that stuff with them. Mm -hmm. And then I have to uh, get all this paperwork. <laughs> it's crazy. And then he said, uh, then that's once I get all this paperwork, it's going to take like 90 days. Yeah, then we're going to make a battle plan. Cause he was just looking at all the stuff in my ratings. He was like, I'm at like 60% right now. And then he was like, yo dude, this is insane. They gave you a zero for that. And they gave me a zero for a lot of things that after the fact I got proven that I had. And I was like, yeah, but even though I had it proven, by a doctor, I have to go get it reproven because it's been over a year. <laughs> because it's the VA system, man. Yeah. Yeah, the VA sucks. Terrifying. <laughs> what's uh what's next for you? What are you doing post school right. and VA filing? Well, right now I'm just chilling in the middle of nowhere in here in Tennessee, but my my plan is to uh, go to school, become a vet. Right now I'm uh HAC, but I'm tired of their not having the classes I need excuse <laughs> so I'm going to APSU name dropping but uh gonna go there to hopefully go to the pre-vet program because I like animals I got chickens I got snakes I got dogs I plan on having a goat and even more chickens I like chickens so <laughs> nice very nice all right man Genders. anything you want to uh anything you want to plug while we're here um not really. Um, websites, maybe no the, social media you want people to follow you on. You don't want them to. You don't want to let them know about this book that you're going to be writing. Now that we've talked about it, we've uh, talked about it. The people are thinking about it. It's a thing. My name's Stephen O'Hara. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I guess I'm going to try to figure out how to write a book. So if you know how to write books, hit me up. <laughs> Get it, girl. You're gonna be hit up. Somebody is gonna hear this and they're gonna hit you up and be like, "Hey, you still trying to write that book? I think we could sell this shit." <laughs> yep. All right, buddy. That's uh, all the time we got for today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's been uh, been wonderful Aww. chatting with you, O'Hara. It's Aww. been fun chatting with you and hearing your stories, man. Uh, 